The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome to A Feast for Bros. Uh, today we are discussing the finale of Season 7, Episode 7. And... Wow, there was a lot that happened in 80 minutes of, uh, of Game of Thrones. It was probably some of the most, for, for me, like a, a fan of this for a really long time. Uh, there was just so much hype. Like, there was just, it was just hype throughout the entire episode, uh, but it was really, really exciting. Um, anyway, we've got a lot to talk about today, so I'll go ahead and get started introducing everyone. Uh, I'm your host, Sean Solis, and we're joined today by Ben Haworth. Hey, Ben. Hey, everybody. Uh, we've got Trevor Flynn on as well. Trevor. Hello, hello. Uh, Shanna Daggett. Hello. I gotta say, I love my my bros tonight. It's a great night. <laughs> We're very excited to hear your reaction. Crow bro forever. <laughs> I think anybody who's a fan of this podcast is excited for Jenna's reaction tonight. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, and we've also got Sarah Becker on. Hey, Sarah. Hello. So there is a lot that happened. Um, I think it makes sense to start with uh, this meeting scene, uh, just because there's just so much to unpack there. Um, kind of just starting off, like what I really enjoyed about this episode is that there are so many characters like getting to spend time with each other, and like you know they see each other for the first time in a really long time. Uh, I think Podrick and. Uh, you know, and, and the Hound and Tyrion, obviously, and uh, Tyrion seeing Bronn again were, were obvious. But it, it was just a cool scene. Does anyone kind of want to, like, take us through, you know, getting to this uh, to this meeting uh, at the Dragon Pit? This, this, this whole 30 minutes, I just want to quickly say, is, like, for me, blocking porn. <laughs> like, it is just, like, mm, mm-hmm. it, there, there's so much, like, the closest thing I can think of is, like, Ron or maybe some Shakespearean movies. Like, it everyone was just framed really beautifully and you get this nice shot of like every important character walking together on this beautiful highway and it was just like uh this is what makes game of thrones fun <laughs> like <laughs> I, I just enjoyed the visual of that uh there's just this great wide shot which is like the perfect wide shot of the whole cast almost yeah it was uh, kind of wild to hear about how they actually filmed this thing like they were all they got everyone together um you know, for just a couple days, uh, and it was really funny because you could hear it from the actors that they were just like really excited to actually, like have screen time with folks that they hadn't had screen time with before because they were like fifteen or so major <laughs> yeah. characters in this one scene, um, and it, it's kind of kind of crazy to think about too that it's you know literally all of the major players, all the key decision makers in one spot, which is really the first time we've ever seen that on Game of Thrones. I think talk awkward has to go to Brienne and <laughs> the Hound. That's definitely a tapa. Oh, you're alive. Okay. <laughs> I, I heard uh, I think... the kid. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best part. Yeah. I think uh, there was someone on Reddit who was describing it as like two uh, divorced parents like getting back to, together <laughs> right. over, like, exactly. a, over like a kid's soccer game. It's like, oh, she's doing well. Great. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did kind of like the moment though, where it's like, yeah, she can she can take care of herself. Like <laughs> she's kind of a badass now. <laughs> yeah. No, no thanks she... to you. 
That's kind of what that was a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> also, gotta love a hound being like, if you touch this crate, I'll kill you. <laughs> oh, that was great. <laughs> Don't know what I've done. <laughs> what did we uh, think about uh, Tyrion and, and Bronn getting back together? It was kind of interesting to explore Bronn's motivations because that's kind of been a, a, an issue that's kind of been, you know, he's always kind of going where the money is. And it seems like he's on the losing side here, right? Since Daenerys has dragons, so you'd think that he would be on Danny's side. And it was kind of interesting to explore that point a little bit. Like, what, what is his, what's his angle? <laughs> It's it's all it's all a it's all a masculine front to disguise his his, his feelings. Obviously, at this point, come on, guys. There was that shot of the bag of gold in the battle. Remember where he's like, "No, he doesn't go for the gold. He goes to kill the dragon or whatever." You know, he cares right. about Jamie. Yeah, I guess. I I don't know, man. I, that <laughs> shot was really on the nose. And then like he gives us gives us I this agree. speech in this episode. It's like, well, really, I'm being smart because there's a price on your head, and I'm walking you into her front door. So I look good right now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, it's yeah. always the brawn, like you know, the motivations. I don't think we'll ever know brawn until he dies. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think that's much, that'll be the last time we find like ah, that was his side finally. And he's a tyrant. <laughs> I hope he does like look at all the gold he had. He was like worth it. Worth it. It's all cocks in the end. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That- we haven't had brothels in, in ages. Damn it. <laughs> Thanks, Septon. It was so funny uh, that that first scene there on the. I don't the believe wall. for a minute that there are no more brothels in King's Landing. <laughs> I'm sure as soon as the High Septon blew up, they they came back the next day. <laughs> like, they were all back. Try later the same day, like that night. <laughs> people were in there. Don't lie. I did like his little like it's all cocks in the end speech. <laughs> that was uh, really good, and he's he's entirely right. I know <laughs> this, this episode was all about how dicks get you like problems. Like. <laughs> I like how Jamie's yeah. uh, Jamie's reaction is just like uh, a dick ain't one. Ain't. <laughs> Jamie's like you have a point there. I I, I can't dispute that. <laughs> but all right, well let's um <laughs> let's get to kind of the meat of this scene, which is uh, of course the entrance of Cersei and and Danny, and of course before before they enter. Uh, uh, Podrick and, and Braun go off to like drink so presumably they're like just fucking wasted somewhere <laughs> I was sure that like as soon as uh, Braun and Podrick went off I was like Cersei's gonna do something like flood the arena with wildfire and just kill everyone which is why so Braun yeah. fucked off I got the it's same a, it's... thing Sarah that was my immediate reaction when Braun's like oh it's time to let the fans people and I'm like everyone run leave the arena yes, run leave immediately <laughs> I loved Hound's thing where he was like, I said I wouldn't die in this cunt city. Did you bring me to die in this cunt city? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, they are hyping some Clegane Bull action. I, I really enjoyed that. Oh, I yes. know. A little it's, bit. It, it yeah. has to happen at this point. He literally looked him in the eyes and he's like, we're going to fight, but not today. And I was like, oh. <laughs> fan service. Exactly. It's it's gonna happen at this point. People have this entire into episode was fan servicey. Little bit, <laughs> little bit, little bit. Don't love it, but don't hate it exactly either. This is my two cents on the dragon pit scene. The location of the dragon pit. I've been fucking there. That's in Spain. It's called Italica ruins. Ooh. Very appropriate Roman ruins, con- nice. founded by uh, like a Roman general, General Scipio. 
Man, after this uh, season, and I just watched a movie that took place in Spain today. I gotta go to fucking Spain, man. That place, yeah, is you do. Awesome. Yeah, you do. It's it's it, this place just like a little bus ride from from Seville, where I was staying because my girlfriend studied abroad there, and uh, I couldn't sleep the night before because I was jet lagged and uh, got sick on the bus. And uh, but uh, we almost didn't get in. Then she like used her fluent Spanish to talk the guard into letting us in at the last minute, and then I got to see it. That's and, awesome. Uh, it's I, I feel like it's it's historically appropriate too because Valyria is like the Roman Empire equivalent to the Game of Thrones universe, kinda. And this place is right. like a Roman city coliseum, sort of. Yeah. So, and there's, they've been doing a lot cool. of uh, shooting in Spain as well. I know that's where Dragonstone is. Like it's in the north of Spain. Yeah, that's where those steps are supposedly. Yeah. So they were already yeah. there, I guess. They're like, it's hey, we can throw some CG on top so of this. Cheap. <laughs> Can, can we all agree that the location scout for Game of Thrones has the best job on the planet? Like, <laughs> he or she gets to go to these beautiful locales all over the world. Fuck, like, fuck the location scout. The caterer gets to go, too, man. Like, it's it's all, they're all the best jobs in the world. That's <laughs> true. I know. Writing for the show would be so much fun. Like, it seems like everyone on, on, the, on the, the staff just, like, fucking loves what they do. <laughs> it's, it's, everything is so right. lovingly done. It's, it's great. <laughs> Well, I have some complaints about the writing this episode, but we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, let's uh, let's keep going with this with this scene. So, uh, basically, everyone gets sits down, and uh, Danny has this really dramatic entrance on Drogon, and uh, <laughs> of course, and I love like the, I love the but before that happens, so there's like a good like five seconds where everyone's just kind of awkwardly sitting there <laughs> waiting for her to like enter. Oh, it's great! <laughs> and then Cersei's but just like, "We took your." Oh yeah. <laughs> like, she was just so dismissive of Cersei. Like Cersei's clearly trying to like outqueen her and she just did not have it. It was very very powerful, very badass and I loved everyone. I I agree with you. I loved her reply to Cersei. I also loved Cersei's reply to the dramatic entrance more, I think. I just died. She's like, I've been here for some time. This <laughs> is so perfect. I thought I it was the, interesting that Daenerys flew in on Rhaegal instead of Drogon. Is it because Drogon got injured or did were the... What are you talking about? It was Drogon. Wasn't it? I think it was Drogon. No, it was the green one. I thought it was Drogon No. Too. Okay, this it is like the second time we've television. disagreed on. I, I will say the nerds at Wikipedia say Drogon. So <laughs> it's always Drogon. I think it has to and be Drogon. I know it is always Drogon, but it looked like the Rhaegal last night. No, it was black. Think, it's totally black. It's totally totally black. <laughs> need to retent your TV. Sarah, I think you might be getting colorblind because we've argued about dragon colors before. Yeah, and I was right. <laughs> you were right the last the time. Your credit. <laughs> <laughs> and well, a lot of people have been complaining that their colors have become like less distinct too. That's, that's yeah, I agree with that. That's yeah, part of the problem. That is true. Yeah. That uh, that Sorry, distinction Sarah. aside, um, <laughs> uh, there was some interesting kind of like it was weird. I don't know. What, what just made this like a beautiful scene is that there were so many like different looks. Characters were shooting each other and like kind of different moments. Like you know the whole deal with uh with like Theon and uh. uh and his uncle Euron, and then between uh, you know Euron Cersei and Tyrion, so <laughs> um, it was just kind of fascinating to watch this to watch this unfold. Like, how do you guys think you know the 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 way it was resolved, uh, kind of with John <laughs> doing his like heroic thing that <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna bend the knee and whatnot. Uh, how do you think that, that would play out? Really stupid. <laughs> it was. It was such a. I, th- I thought like as soon as he said that, I was like, it's such a telltale like uh, the video game series like Game of Thrones moment where it's like, 
do you choose to go with Cersei or do you choose to go with Daenerys? And then it's like, everyone's like, Cersei will remember this. <laughs> and storms out. Like, it's, it, I agree. I, I, I was with, uh, at least everyone pointed out how stupid it was. And I, I really liked uh, Tyrion. Like, have you learned to lie like a little bit? Can you just try it, please? I love it. I thought it was completely consistent with his character, though. And I, I at least appreciated the self-awareness that he's like, yeah. I know this is what my dad got my dad killed. I know. But... And it, it it actually made for one of the more, like, I don't know, better messages in the episode overall in the season, I think. I, just In terms of what we've been building up to and the events, there, I don't feel like there's been as much thematically going on. So I kind of appreciate yeah. that return to honor on John's part. Yeah, yeah I like this whole 30-minute sequence the most of the episode in some regards. The, 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 the exciting moments are very exciting, um, so I won't take that away. But, like... It was just nice to see a bunch of characters in a room chatting for 30 minutes. Like, I, I went as soon as that console was over, I looked at the timer. I was like, wow, they spent a whole 30 minutes on that, which is nice to see in a season yeah. where we're teleporting like crazy. And, and, and <laughs> that's and, that's really all I wanted from, you know, I think that's why I like this episode so much more than some of the some of the previous ones. Like, I was kind of iffy on both Eastwatch and Beyond the Wall. Um, but this episode really kind of sold it for me on this season. Um, and I think a lot of it had to do with just the, the fact that it was, you know, like an 80, 90 minute episode um, that they really had the time to kind of flush out and get these character interactions that I've always been wanting <laughs> out of Game of Thrones. Like I enjoy, I enjoy like the cool, like Drogon just like blowing everything to hell and like the White Walkers and everything like that. But I, I you know, I live for like <laughs> these characters, right? Like we're so invested in them that I want them to, to get to interact with each other. Um, and I thought we got that here for sure. Agreed. Agreed. So what else, what else happened? Um, well, we got to, we got to see uh, some some good zombie makeup. Yeah, let's <laughs> look for zombie. And I, you know, they, they must have called the Walking Dead plan. over. <laughs> I can't believe their plan actually worked. Well, in a <laughs> sense, it worked. Did anyone expect like the zombie to not come out of the crate? Like he just decomposed on the yes. trip over? <laughs> oh yeah, that's yes. exactly what that I thought was it happening. <laughs> well, well, I expected it one of the idiots when the hound was like, "Don't fucking touch this." Like when he opened the crate and nothing happened, I was like. Somebody let it out. <laughs> That's exactly what I was about to say. They set it up. They set it up with that. Like it's also kind of a funny one-off line, but then he hesitates, and you're like, "Oh God, is it dust by now? Is it just like too hot?" <laughs> like I love, I love that moment in the early in the episode too, where he just kind of like kicks it and <laughs> to see if it's still alive. Yeah. <laughs> and he also opens it and then just like quickly runs away. From <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> it's still there. I thought it was an interesting, like getting the reactions of folks to seeing this, I thought was convincing. Um, you know, I thought Jamie had the most, uh, kind of the, the most, the, the most convincing reaction of all, where he was just like, you know, he was sold on this thing. Like as soon as he saw it, he's like, Oh shit. Like these things exist. Like there probably are like a hundred thousand of them out there. Like we need to fucking act. And you really saw that kind of in the interaction between like him and Brienne there at the end where oh, I'm so, I'm, I'm so glad. I thought for sure we were going to go down the road of like, eh, this is some wizard trick, you know, like, yeah. I don't believe your spooky magookies. Like, thank God they're all like, oh, God, that's a real living skeleton. That's fucked up. Like, we believe you 100%. It's more just what they want to do about it, which I appreciate. That's much more interesting than like what they could have done, which is just like, yeah, Qyburn, I, I was worried when he walked over, he was going to be like, it's just an illusion, madam. Dude, Qyburn like had a boner for oh, that yeah. shit. Oh, yeah. Like, so yes. hyped. <laughs> he was I, so hyped. I liked that part, though, because I thought with each of them, their reactions were so true to character. 
Yes. Like Kai Burn was like, oh my gosh, can I figure out what to do with this? Like, can I have one? <laughs> <laughs> he was so happy. <laughs> She's like, can I take this? He was so mad. Probably when they he stabbed it with dragon glass. He's like, ah. Yeah, like the Aww. hand got burned. He's like, no, give me the hand. I want the hand. <laughs> <laughs> that still terrifies me though like Kyvern is just a creepy fucking character in my opinion like every time I see him on screen um, I just feel like uh, like Cersei's become like the equivalent of like the Emperor in Star Wars like she's surrounded <laughs> by all these like cast of characters who are like fucking terrifying like the mountain in Kyvern that every time she goes on scene and like this has to do with like their costuming as well it's just like oh my god it's like the fucking Empire <laughs> yeah if she, if she kills Jamie by going, do it, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> we'll get there. Okay, I, I have some words about that scene. Yeah. But yeah, I also like that Euron was just like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I'm going to the Iron Islands and waiting this shit out. Fuck you guys. Did anyone else believe that? Because I, I, I actually kind of believed it. I did. I think he was genuinely terrified. Euron's kind of a pussy, to be honest. Yeah. I don't like him. When he went up to me, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that that's what I got out of that too, Jenna. I'm glad I wasn't the only one. Classic, classic bro at the frat party has to leave and still be like, "Hey, try it." Nope. Okay. I can't. I can't blame him though. Like he, he definitely has the best plan of all of everybody. He's like, "Okay, I'm out. I'm gonna go to an island and." By the way, girl, like, <laughs> if you want to come join me on Sit Island, like, it would be great. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> no, I'm just saying that he thought but it you out. Know I can't escape. <laughs> he thought his point out. But the island cannot escape my magic <laughs> bag of zombies plan. It can still get you. <laughs> <sighs> well, all right. So let's let's kind of hop ahead to uh, the scene with uh, with Danny and John, kind of. Uh, really, if you were to sum the scene up for me, it was just like Danny was like, "Well, I was fucking stupid, but kind of hot too." <laughs> right? I mean, right? yeah. <laughs> but Wait, which scene are you talking about? The, the scene where she's like talking to him after he's like uh, kind of. Well, Tyrion's going off to fix his. Oh, mess. yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, because. Uh, <laughs> I just love uh, from John. It's like it appears Tyrion's analysis is correct. <laughs> We're fucked. <laughs> We're fucked. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it was nice. It was nice to see that. I've I've enjoyed that their their romance has has, has progressed. You know, a fair amount um, throughout the season, and that it was it wasn't just like you know we'll get to it, but then you just bang out of nowhere. Like it it felt like it was an actual little uh, progression. This scene was definitely integral for it. it was like. Uh, you're really pain in the ass, but like you're really impressive, honorable pain in the ass. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's got a really sweet courtship, which we don't see a lot on Game of Thrones. I no. still think it's a little rushed, but I will concede it could have been more rushed. It was as good, it's fine. I just, I don't know, guys. I wasn't buying it from the beginning, so to me, it's still, I still feel that way a little bit about it, but it's 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 what's happening it's, clearly so. it's more believable to me than the magic teleportation <laughs> is so. yeah um, no yeah. I, I actually really and especially because like we didn't even mention that the unsullied like last we saw them they're like 
they're fucked. They're in King's Landing. They're stuck there, and then they're just there. <laughs> so that's like it. Oh, and they showed really up before rough, the Dothraki man. were, who were like in the Reach next door to King's Landing. Well, right. that's what that's. They just marched from Casterly Rock all this time. They were just marching from Casterly Rock towards. Because I, I don't know, man. I, it's fucking weird. ravens. You know, ravens. I, <laughs> ravens. Yeah. Yeah. Ravens. That's. Uh, so I think I still think this season would have been really well served by like another episode or two to just kind of like iron out some of those kinks um because there are like i think it did kind of suffer from only being seven episodes and uh, i think with a couple more we could have had a more sophisticated maybe coup d'etat that we're not coup d'etat but like plot thing with Arya and Sansa than it was but uh, we're getting to that that's later i'm sorry uh, i'm jumping ahead i'm jumping ahead i'm sorry Yeah. Well, let's talk. Uh, let's talk about my other favorite scenes of the episode, which is Tyrion and Cersei. Yeah, that's where we're getting next. Uh, season, season. <laughs> she, uh, Tyrion goes off because uh, he he thinks he's the, really the only person who can who can kind of talk Cersei down from her kind of crazy plan. Really, like <laughs> I, everything about Cersei's like kind of how she goes about this just doesn't make any sense to me. But we'll, I guess we'll get to that a little later. Um, but. <laughs> so so Tyrion goes off and he's you know kind of on a suicide mission almost to, to try to convince his sister to to go back to the negotiating table because John kind of screwed the pooch um so he goes over to to King's Landing and bef- before they actually get there there's a really kind of awesome scene that uh between Jamie and, and Tyrion that I, that I really enjoyed and that I was kind of missing after their, their their first interaction this this season um and it was just like oh we're both kind of idiots <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like should i really be going to talk to this woman oh, probably not <laughs> yeah <laughs> um uh, it's yeah we'll, we'll talk a little more about it later but it's interesting how both brothers challenge her to kill for her to kill them you know and she fails both times which i think is nice i don't know it feels like a, a more of a, a book level kind of story where it's like you know she can't ultimately kill family. It's just too important to her, even if it's the family she despises or she's going crazy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was nice. It was just great to see, you know, I think Lena Headey and, and Peter Dinklage are two of the best actors on the show. And it's been a long time since they've acted at each other. And uh, it was just a great moment because Cersei's been very background. She's just been more like schemey. So it was nice to see her actually having some interesting conversations. I'm still not convinced. I'm convinced that Cersei believes she's pregnant. I don't believe she's actually pregnant or not. Or she's like psychosomatically made herself think she is. Yeah, like she just believes her own lie at this point. Yeah, right. I think she was definitely trying to, like it was her strategy for her to like convey that to Tyrion so that he would, you know, because I guess her whole whole plan was to to essentially get Jon and Danny like away. Um, So you know, she could go back to trying to control the South and trying to retake territory and was successful in that sense. And then that she, you know, she, she succeeded, I guess, but it, her, her ultimate plan doesn't make much sense to me because like, it'll be very clear <laughs> if Danny and John start marching North and, and Cersei doesn't join them, that <laughs> Cersei is not like their ally, right? Like how, how's that going to work out in the end? <laughs> oh, there, they'll already be North by that time. They've already abandoned Casterly Rock and the Riverlands and all that, I right. guess is the idea. <laughs> that's the problem with the teleportation is now like can't they just go right back <laughs> <laughs> we're marching south again <laughs> yeah but I thought it was a convincing secret it was a convincing scene because I was I was happy for them to kind of confront you know where they think the Lannister family should be right because uh, Cersei is like all about 
having the Lannisters like maintain power. And it seems like Tyrion's kind of, you know, not on the same page, obviously. And, and she really blames him for the downfall of their house. Like it, it's all started when, when he killed, uh, uh, Tywin and that ex- exposed like her children. And as a result of Tywin dying, like her children died. So she really does hold Tyrion responsible for like the downfall of their house. Um, and Tyrion is more on the side of, well, I just want to have like, I want to do what's best for the world. Like I want, you know, Danny's a better ruler and it's, it'll be for the, the best interest of everybody if, if she's on the Iron Throne because she knows how to like pick good advisors. <laughs> so she picked me. Um, but it, it was definitely like an interesting kind of contrast of their characters and their motivations. Well, it was great because you realize this. I mean, I hadn't thought about it, but Tyrion actually, because Cersei projects her her guilt so much that you kind of you know see her as maniacal and just not you know really thinking clearly. But Tyrion actually does feel sorry about not just killing Tywin but exposing the children. He does blame their deaths partly on him because Cersei brings up a great point that I never really internalized that if Tywin had been around, nobody would have been fucking with the Lannisters as much as they were. But Tywin was still there. Like, this is the guy that like the fucking reigns of Castamere is about like they wouldn't you know he would have out been out out maneuvering everyone without him there like I never really processed that completely so I thought that was that like he was the he was the ghost in the room kind of and that that was yeah, yeah. That was a great scene does anyone have a thought on why uh she didn't kill Tyrion there like I said I think I think ultimately family is still important to her and even if she's um she hates Tyrion to her guts. There's only her, Tyrion, and uh, Jamie left, you know, and the baby, quote so, unquote. So I'm going um, to. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead and finish, Ben. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, no, just, that's all. I just think that she's she, she she's just not as capable to murder her kin as she thinks she is. She can murder her enemies all day long, but I don't think she's gotten that so that I, far yet. I have like. Or a, if her kin are her enemies, that's still more fulfilling to her than just. This is true. Jenna. I'm sorry. And, and, and as he points out to Tyrion, the second he kills her, everything's now her fault you know what i mean like she could always blame Tyrion as this boogeyman and the secretarian's gone from the world like right it's all on her now. exactly yeah i like that one better about how it's like at least then she can project her own anger her own view of her incompetence on Tyrion. but i have kind of like a double-sided answer um to sean's question that first of all i think part of it is exactly what ben said in that the show has made her so much more family-oriented than the books I think the other side of that is that it's too easy to kill him when he's alone and in her chambers. It's a lot more, you know, for lack of a better word, she gets off a lot more on being like conniving and clever. And so it's too easy. Like she wants this big finale where it's like, hi, I got him. He always thought he was the smartest Lannister, but look at what I did. I think right. it's diplomatic too. Like yeah. if she killed Daenerys' hand, that would provoke Daenerys to maybe actually just level burn the, the red keep. Which I don't know why. I don't know if they ever discussed this particularly, but I don't know. What can she just? I, I I don't know. I guess it's impractical. She can't just burn the red keep and leave the uh, rest of King's Landing unexposed. Fire doesn't really work like that. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I think that's giving a little too much credit to Cersei to think that she like really cares about the the affairs of like the people, the citizens of King's Landing, like. I think if she wanted to kill Tyrion, uh, she would have she would have done it. I, I I'm kind of tempted more to agree with with Jenna that she just wants like a really kind of 
deliciously evil like way to like kill this guy <laughs> and it's not satisfying enough to just have like the mountain cut him down like she she really wants to have like her revenge because she does think that he is this this guy that's like set into motion the downfall of their house um was kind of was kind of my thought there um but anyway um the the kind of the last major scene that i wanted to talk about here uh is is this uh the scene between cersei and jamie um does anyone just kind of want to <laughs> kind of give us the background there? Like what, what, what was going on? Well, yes. uh, uh, you go, sir. <clears throat> well, Jamie and some of the Lannister soldiers are standing on the giant floor map of Westeros <laughs> that Cersei decided to have done for it's, interior it's, decorating. <laughs> just real quick, like, you're just asking to get murdered or have someone murdered on that. I like know. blood pouring over a map is just all over visually Westeros. great. Yes. Right? Alright. Yes, That's I all. agree. Please continue. And um, Cersei, you know, calls him over for a second and the, the soldiers leave and Cersei's like, what the fuck are you doing, Jamie? And he's like, well, I'm <laughs> planning for war against the army of the undead that is marching towards us. Like we talked about, remember? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, we're not doing that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that was a clever lie. And, um... <laughs> I mean, that's basically how it starts. Does somebody want to take a more serious bent from here on out? <laughs> what exactly does she say? She's like, well, you always were the stupid one. I'm just like, yeah, bitch, yeah, I, come I always on. knew you like, were the stupidest Lannister. I'm like, really? God. Really? Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then he threatens to leave, and she... I was actually legitimately surprised that when... when Sir Gregor pulled his blade out, and I oh, actually man. thought it when might. When she like suddenly nodded for a second, I was like, "Wait, is this happening? Like, yeah. is I it Cersei gonna kill Jamie?" <laughs> I thought it actually could be, and that she would like freak out in that moment. But. Well, that he says, "I don't believe you," is such a great line because it, it it's a double entendre. He can't mm-hmm. believe that this she's come to this point, and she also doesn't believe that she's really gonna have Sir Gregor kill him. Yeah. It's right. it's a great great line and he he reads it so well. <laughs> and it's great to see him finally just give up on Cersei. Like oh. it feels like it, you know? Like I, thank God, man. Like I was save yeah. yourself. I was so happy with like how how uh how Jamie was played like this entire episode. Like this is I was just so proud of him as a character. Um, cuz like everyone's <laughs> wanted him to just like fucking, you know, step up and and just kind of leave this madness. Um, and it, it really seems that it was set in motion when uh, Brienne, who's like the most like honorable person in the show, is like fuck honor and loyalty or something like that uh, to Jamie. I know she said fuck loyalty. Like <laughs> I had a very sharp intake of breath because it's Brienne. Like yeah. and loyalty she is her makes, raison d'être. I think I think oh that had God. an effect on him. Honestly, she makes the best <laughs> devastated face of anyone in this yeah. cast. Like Brienne. <laughs> Brienne of Tarth's look of devastation just takes the fucking cake. Whatever. <laughs> Sorry. That's like that's that's what I was thinking of in that scene. <laughs> what did any did anyone make something of Jamie looking down at his hand as he left King's Landing? It was that uh, Cersei made it uh, for him. No, was falling on his hand. He oh yeah, that's all that was. That's right. Yeah. I thought uh, it was such a beautiful I, scene. I was, and I'm curious, there if you agree, but maybe it's cheap to make a haunty, creepy version of the Game of Thrones theme, but it really worked for me. <laughs> it was <laughs> cool, <loved> yeah. It. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought the music of this episode, especially the final score, was awesome. I thought Ramin brought out like the A game this episode. 
Mm-hmm. It was kind of funny with uh, there was another funny post on Reddit. Uh, it's like it took seven seasons, but winter finally came. <laughs> yeah, of course, uh, of course, referring to John for the final season. <laughs> um, I thought you would enjoy that, Jenna. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to like keep my mouth closed. So I didn't uh, I can't burst into song yet. All right, all right. Um, if you'd said snow came, that would have So just one more thing that I wanted to talk about about the Jamie Cersei scene is uh, I really do think Jamie had the, the much better of the argument there. Like if, uh, if you know, if they don't join, then Daenerys like kills them all. And if they go, you know, and fight and, you know, John and Danny lose like the, the fucking... The skeletons all like come and kill them all. Like it just seems that was a refreshing bit of logic, wasn't it? <laughs> it's just like you're you're dead either way. Like I don't understand why you're not like right. why she doesn't want to. You know, he's like why why don't you want to play ball with these people? Like it's our only possible like way that we survive. <laughs> um, and she's like, I I still don't really know what her angle is. Like what <laughs> what does she hope to like? Her achieve? angle is she's nuts. <laughs> That's her angle. Does that is, is that the concern? Is she just like fucking crazy? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I think Jenna, so. that it's pride. Yeah, I think it's a bit of crazy and a bit of, of pride and a bit of like she's lost everything and she can't accept that she lost everything for nothing. You know what I mean? Like she she lost everything to become queen and now she's queen of what? You know what I mean? Like she's not going to accept that ever. Like until it's a zombie denial. stabs her in the face, she's not going to accept it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, good. Well, it was, it was. I mean, overall, I just thought this whole sequence was really, really well done. Uh, it was just kind of fun to to get to see these characters again and get to see them doing things that really made a lot of sense and were really true to the characters that we've come to like know and, and care about uh, for seven seasons. So I, I just I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, so. What else? There's a whole lot of other stuff that went on in this <laughs> in this episode. Do we want to? You want to go to Winterfell? Should we move on to. Uh, do you want to do Winterfell? Or do you want to do Dragonstone since it's short? Or do we want to? Yeah. Is, re- really, before we get to the to two big moments, we got Dragonstone and Winterfell. So. Let's do. Uh, we'll do Dragonstone the first, climax, I guess. Oh my will. god. <laughs> yes, Sarah. <laughs> Can't stop. Can't stop. Won't, won't stop. stop. There were definitely two climaxes. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> my god. I, I I like that. Let's start with let's start with Dragonstone first because I think we can we can. I mean, it was it was actually really well done. It was. Uh, I've actually like really been been impressed with like uh, Theon's acting. Like he he's that was just a great scene between him and him and John. Oh my god, um, Theon! <laughs> uh, 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 apparently, this is uh, something I heard that apparently Alfie Allen had to play Reek in his audition to get the Ooh. role of Theon because they were, they knew they were going that far with him and they knew knew they needed an actor who'd be capable of doing that. So I thought that was interesting. That, mm. Yeah, you know, he had to that do is. that. That it was just so core to like Theon's character. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was an interesting discussion it's between maybe, them. It's maybe a little cheesy to have like a redemption arc for him, but you know, I feel so bad for the guy. <laughs> All the right, here's one. here's here's my thing about Theon's redemption arc. <laughs> but of course, I am not here to talk about Theon. I am here to talk about Yara, who was once right. this great, amazing lesbian pirate queen, and now where is she? She's in a refrigerator for right. Theon to go save, and that's now her purpose in this show, and it upsets me. 
patriarchy. I, I, I totally agree. I'm done. I, I totally agree. Other than I like the duality that she had to go save Theon. Yep, that point. is true. And he, I, I, I will concede so, that he was so broken he couldn't do it. So I get why they're now reversing it. I agree. It's unfortunate, and they didn't do it great. But like, uh, and I'm almost certain she's going to be dead when we find her. Like 100. Um, <laughs> percent Or she's going to die in his arms, and she's going to say something like, "I'm proud of you, brother," and then she'll die. Almost. Or 100%. the way the series is going, maybe a little optimistic. Theon will sacrifice himself for her, and she'll go on to do more badass things. You never know. <laughs> well, that let's will hope. never happen. Doesn't, I wish. I like she, your uh, thinking, but that will never happen. Doesn't she? Uh, well, I mean, book spoilers. Yeah, but doesn't she Sarah, die in the a, book? You have a good point. I mean, I, I believe Cersei's for like half a minute, so maybe. Yeah, when that was over, I was like, anymore. that went so well. What happened? <laughs> no, it didn't. No. Yeah, I'm I sorry. Really I think that's one of the problems that I'm starting to have with the Game of Thrones side of things, and that a lot of like powerful women, which is why the queen are really like about this show, is that that kind of changes normal Hollywood. It, they've all been like, you know, reduced to almost nothing. Mm-hmm. And that is like, yeah, you know what? Let's easily, or now they need men to save them. That's let's even talk okay. about from the beginning of this season versus the end of this season. We talked about how there was that one scene in True. on Dragonstone where this room is full of all these great queens. How awesome! Now, one of them is trapped in a dungeon with her daughter for the rest of her life. Olena is dead. Yara is captured. Daenerys now is partnered up with Jon Snow, and she's still a strong, powerful woman in her own right, but she's not quite as independent anymore. <laughs> and yeah. guys, I, yeah. I really, I really disagree. I don't think that's I, 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 of all the flaws and the faults with this season, I do not think that's one of them. I, I just, <sighs> I mean, especially I, we still have. We still have Cersei and Danny. I don't we know. We do still have Cersei. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Right. I know, I know. You've brought it up before. I, I'm realizing this now. That I, yeah, that's that's true. That's very true. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a really I, big like flaw in the female like Game of Thrones universe. I so I I actually I think the Cersei on TV is a much better Cersei than the Cersei in the books. Um, really, just because Lena Headey plays her so well. But the problem <laughs> the problem with like the Cersei in the books is that she's just like fucking unhinged. Like I just you know she's just so reduced down to like just being this crazy like person that you know you just don't really take her seriously, and that's why you know Jamie abandons her you know in the last book and. She looks like she's kind of screwed, uh, really, at the end of, of book five, that she's not going to, like, survive much longer. And I think that's right. Like, if you, I mean, it's just predicting the future, but, like, if I was to read The Winds of Winter, my expectation would be that she, like, dies really soon. Um, whereas I think they're taking her a lot longer um, in in the TV show, really just because the actress is so I, strong. I just, 
I, I don't think, I, I disagree with the assertion that Game of Thrones is like just tossing off its female strong leads. We Not only do we have still have Daenerys and Cersei, okay, there's like that exce- exceptionalism there, but then we also still have Arya and Sansa in the north. I think, Jenna, I think you're just not counting Sansa because you don't like Sansa. I, I think that's what's going on. <laughs> because Sansa started off being like the most stereotypical teenage girl I've ever seen in like any shows that I can to watch. I mean, she's literally like head over head. She still found her own family and her dog, which like, (laughs) (laughs) for a like jackass who's a psychopath. (laughs) <laughs> well yeah we're never gonna win points of sansa with jenna we know that's, that's yeah i know it's it's, it's i have two one of them is sansa which is the one i choose i don't like to talk about the other one i'm super excited about still <laughs> <laughs> yeah we should we should get there i'm sorry i guess we should talk about yeah, let's... Uh, though can we quickly point out how stu- how ridiculous it was at the end won the fight because he didn't have a dick yes yeah yeah, it was a little, it was a little weird. <laughs> but I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll give him this. Like, if Theon died on the beach, I would have been real pissed because it's like this character has been around <laughs> since season one. Like, he has to have some sort of a, like a fulfilling character arc. <laughs> right. And for a while, I thought like, holy shit, he's just gonna die right here. Like after that great moment with John, he's just gonna fucking die on the beach, and that's it. That's the end of Theon. Um, <laughs> which I would have like totally bought. Um, but no, I, I'm, I'm glad that he's gonna do something before we, before he kind of kicks the bucket because i'm sure yeah i don't think he's gonna survive the the show but um, it, do, it does kind of make him an interesting character at least uh and someone who's kind of been lacking in the the agency department for a couple episodes so um well Maria, are you ready to move to winterfell let's, yeah, let's do so. this thing uh does anyone want to kind of set the scene for us here uh it's a really really cool scene um i mean are we getting to the actual confrontation scene because i guess we could skip the other stuff right because it's all just set up yeah yeah i think i think that's it's all well, just the bullshit this little finger is trying to pit sansa against Arya. yeah and it seems like he's convinced sansa that Arya's gonna kill her um and uh then so she sort of calls this great hall and there's all these guards there and uh Arya is brought in and you know she's like you need to and Arya's sitting in the center she's like and Baelish is off to the side and she's like you need to answer for your crimes and this is so ridiculous and kind of stupid but I kind of enjoyed it <laughs> it's it's ridiculous but I did like it just because it's fun to watch Littlefinger squirm um and she turns to Littlefinger and he's like you Lord Baelish <laughs> and then she basically lists out like all the stuff we've been waiting for everyone to know happened and Down it takes to, like, him like several seconds for him to realize what's going on and it's just <laughs> the most beautiful look of terror I, on his face because he realizes he done uh, fucked up there's a lot of good reaction gifs of like that face when bay turns on you like uh it's it 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 was pretty wonderful to watch him uh squirm which is great even to like and even like you go they go to like and you betrayed our father and he's like you weren't there and brand's like uh excuse me Uh, and uh i was there and you did so i'm uh, the three-eyed raven motherfucker (laughs) which i thought it was weird that brand who's been like the world's ultimate weirdo this season has decided to 
like help us this person. <laughs> well, because he's he's seen what a what an asshole little figure is, you know, in the past, and it's like, all right, let's go. All right, I, I, I that a- still doesn't count as Bran actually doing something for me. For me, he was just like there, so he was spoke up. Like I, oh, I still don't equate with actual agency. It's, it was really funny. I think uh, it was on Reddit. Someone was like, Bran just finished watching season one of Game of Thrones. Like, I can't wait to see what he thinks about the Battle <laughs> <Right>. of Blackwater. <laughs> right, he's catching up. He's catching up. He kind of do because later he doesn't know everything. And I'm like, do you have ADD? <laughs> like, oh, that part was awful. <laughs> um, but... Uh, can I say something where, like, I'm sorry if this is really dark, but I wanted a different uh, murder for a little finger. But this I did is how too. I, this is how I wrote it, which is like I when he was like, "Let me defend myself," and I kind of wanted to do something along the lines of like, "Well, you can't without your best weapon," and then they cut out his tongue because oh. like that, that's always what's got him in trouble, you know? Oh. Um, yeah. I I, th- so, I thought it was. I, a, I, I, I just kind of wanted a little more with little fingers. Too quick. That that man's done a lot of bad. <laughs> just lead out in five seconds. Yeah, I mean they did they did set up. I mean I feel like the whole almost everything that happened in Winterfell this season was setting up this scene. Like, did you guys think it? What, what do we think of the buildup? Do do we think it was? I mean, there was an interesting kind of commentary that that basically was saying that like what happened to him is a really an inverse of what happened in Ned Stark in, in the South. Like he's, he's right. out of his comfort zone and really can't like handle the difference in like the cultures between uh, the North and the South. And then eventually it just kind of gets the best of them there at the end. Like, you know, he, he's just run out of places to, to maneuver around to. Um, but what, what did you think about the buildup? Like, do we think it was like convincingly done? Um, because I know everyone was saying they had like a lot of problems with the the the, the writing between Sansa and Arya this season. That that might have just been me. Uh, does anyone agree well, with me? I, think, I agree. I think it would have been better. You know, like we talked about before, how this season could have benefited with a few more episodes. I think if right. if we had seen a little bit more of his, you know, albeit failed plotting, <laughs> it, it would have been more convincing because it was yeah, all just we- really fast. Yeah, if we had, like, because that was the thing for us, was, like, Arya just quickly was like, I'm going to cut your face off and wear it. Like, it was just too fast. <laughs> yeah, and who's watching that? Is Littlefinger watching that? I for guess, whose benefit is that? He's got Only ours, I, I guess. I think he has, like, a comical cup at the door, you know, like, listening yeah. in. Um, I, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that's the thing where it's, like, if, I think it would have been a lot more, like, whoa, if, like, it had been a whole season of, like, she goes back to Winterfell and they just, like, they start arguing and it gets worse and it gets worse and it gets worse. And you're like, God damn it. Just why is this getting just, so bad? For, and then like at the end, it for, would they turn around and be like, yeah, but I think it's just like two episodes of that. And then, and then little finger. So that's why I never bought it where it was like, either this is terrible, terrible writing or, or it's very on the nose. I think it's the epitome of the season overall. Um, writing wise of just like things now that they have fallen out of that they just have the skeleton of george rr R. martin's story to work with they just have things happening because they need them to happen and the logic and the intricacy of the the writing i think is kind of lost this season I, I think this is the epitome of that overall i don't i don't mean to be a downer but like this arc like this this was a huge disappointment for me more more or less like all that payoff all that build up was not worth it for that payoff i don't think 
I think it was worth it to see overall for the whole show for Littlefinger to get it, and it was great to see him get it. But I agree that like the the, the way that he got it was just a little rushed. Yeah, yeah. It was. A, I thought the scene was awesome, and I really like Santa kind of coming into her own a little bit, where she's kind of outsmarted her teacher. Um, uh, so I thought that was cool. But yeah, I agree that the buildup was just. You know, when you look back on it, it just doesn't really make logical sense. <laughs> um, yeah, that, it was a good sentencing. I, yeah, it was a good like death throws and sentencing. It was, it was that was all well acted. Yeah, I, I give you that. that was, and and that's what's nice. It's nice to see Littlefinger like go through the nine stages of Littlefingerisms. You know, which is yeah. like, <laughs> like uh, let, let me get you alone. No, uh, take me yeah. back to the mail. No, yeah. peace. <laughs> like that. That's the rewarding part. Is just to watch him try his best and he fails. You know. Yep. He, he met his match finally. Don't train your match. That's a bad move. <laughs> if you're in love with someone, don't teach them all your evil schemes. Um, especially if you got your their mom and dad killed. Like, you know, you've, like, you know. Yeah, this is. <laughs> well, should we should we move on to the to the real the real meat of this episode, like the the two giant reveals? Yeah. <laughs> nice one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Doing good. Um, Sean says that every episode, but we know what he meant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jenna, I think uh, I think you're the candidate to like <laughs> to set the stage for us on this one. <laughs> Do you want to? If you so, can get through well, it. Well, well, you have to start with Bran and Sam. Yes, yes. I'll, I'll, I'll try my best to stay true to the episode, but I very okay. much appreciate your guys' kindness in letting me have my, like, two and a half minutes of glory here. <laughs> I'm okay. just so excited. But, so, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it starts with Bran, and Bran, and then uh, Sam comes in, and in the moment that, like, you know, almost broke the internet before the real moment that broke the internet... Sam takes all of the credit, which, like, I was yeah. completely aghast by. I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> he, this is, like, such a classic internet startup company where, like, it's, like, he took all the credit from the female programmers and now he's going to, like, have an ultimate search engine where, like, he could just ask Bran to look up anything in history. He'd be like, hey, did this happen? And Bran would be like, wait, yeah, it did. Or, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a nerd's dream. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, no, no, no. Not at all. Please, like, interrupt me, guys. Or I thought this could go on. Sam and Bran are having this conversation about how John's real last name is Sophie Sand. And then Sam is like, no, it's not, because they were actually married. And Bran, in, like, the strangest statement ever for this character, is like, no, they weren't. Or he, he disputes it. And so then, of course, yeah. we get the flashback that someone or several of you guys definitely... I, well, can, I just, can I just really quickly point out that Bran is, like, his concern is that John's last name is wrong. Like, <laughs> oh, no, his business cards. Like, what does it matter? Like, <laughs> right, like, oh, he needs to know he's called Sam. Like, okay, great. I'm pretty sure he was, like, desperately disturbed beyond the wall. He just doesn't know how to connect. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so then we been waiting for, and in this, like, I I really liked the heading that they did, and I'm not a big film person, so someone else can articulate this a million times better. But I like that, as we predicted in the last podcast, was going to be, totally like, predicted. you know, the dragon and the wolf um, was going to mean two things. And so we see the wedding, the secret wedding, 
um, between Lyanna and Raga. And then we see Don knock on the door of Manny, at which point I like let out the most ridiculous noise at my computer because I was so excited. And I was like, Danny, if you stop Don right now, I'm going to have a serious problem with it. <laughs> and then the internet broke, I think that's so that, which all of us and my favorite thing is like no matter your sexuality, you have to admit that was glorious. <laughs> yeah of which, course there is I, I thought and i was like so worried too because i thought they they pulled like a mass effect where they just implied the sex and like you can be so mad and then like nope there they are just <laughs> yep. right on top of each other fully nude and he's going it, and i was so excited because unlike the first time i've seen having sex with they made really 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 we see consensual sex in the game of thrones universe Glorious. Oh my god! Like truly <laughs> glorious. <laughs> no, there was there was difference in the books. What do you like? Whenever she gets traded off, oh boy, Dothraki, oh boy, it doesn't happen. Oh god, what? Did okay, I okay, Jenna, go, Jenna, go, do it. Back. <laughs> no. Major convictions <laughs> is so basically Trevor. Uh, when Danny and Khal have her wedding night in the book, what's going on in this complete twist of like away from his normalness? He like actually makes her speech, and it's like Paul doesn't violently rape her. She's supposed to be really young. She's like twelve or thirteen. Yeah, yeah, and he's actually like the one who who initiates. I'm pretty sure the last word of that chapter chapter is Daenerys saying yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I remember that scene very well. That's very very different. I I have feelings now. I I wish it were that way in the show. That would make more sense that she named a dragon after the guy and actually loved him. I mean, I don't know. It's a right, yeah, it was a much more convincing relationship, I think. Yeah, yeah. no, I, yeah. I agree. Um, this was it was it was interesting. But yeah, the whole the whole matchup was of these two scenes was <laughs> it was a little weird to me, honestly, because like at the same time we realized that like they're they're related that, that she's his aunt like we also see them like hooking up yeah i'm just like yeah. what what are you doing to what? me showrunners like why <laughs> i think they did that on purpose they, oh, definitely. they, they definitely they definitely did that purpose because i think most people knew at that like a lot of nerds like us knew at that point but a lot of maybe people who are casual or don't go into fucking targaryen family trees <laughs> like i have you know like <laughs> or I have a podcast like dear god most people just wake up and watch game of thrones and move on with their life. <laughs> but we're not those people uh and you aren't either that's why you're listening people um and uh shit? come on <laughs> i know what um and, and and so i think it was on purpose to do that and it's so funny because like you know, I've seen a lot of reactions to that where it's like first season, Jamie and Cersei having sex, gross. <laughs> like Danny and John having sex, yay. <laughs> exactly. Like, um, and it, I, I think it was on purpose. I think it was definitely on purpose that you're supposed to like, it's it supposed to divide the audience. And I definitely saw some people on Facebook there like, uh, ew. <laughs> and then there's a lot of other people like, yeah, <laughs> I don't care. Does anyone think that, uh, that it'll like complicate the relationship, um, between them given that yeah. like, does anyone not? <laughs> I mean, I think it yeah, will for John, but maybe not for Danny. Cause Danny will be like, so what? Targaryens marry brother and sister all but the time. We're not worse. nearly that close. That makes it worse. <laughs> I think Danny's going to be like stoked. I think Danny's gonna be like, "Are you kidding me? 
that's cool <laughs> you know like so i actually i think it's crazy. the reverse uh i think john's gonna be like completely fine with it but i think danny's gonna have a problem with it because it means that john now has a better claim than she does um and she's this always true. she's always wanted to be like the principal you know actor um who like i'm reclaiming my birthright like it was usurped and taken away from me like this is my deal where John really is at the end of the day is not really, he doesn't seem to like want to actually be king. <laughs> like he wants to save the people that, that right. matter to him and he wants to be a good person and a good leader and like, you know, preserve his honor while Danny actually wants to rule. And I think that's where the, the disconnect is, is going to be. I don't know how that plays out, I, uh, but uh, I, I've become known on this podcast for having the thinking of the dumbest way to solve a problem in the show. So I came up with one for this one, which is that, uh, John's gonna get the throne and she's like you can't have the throne like and he's like but wait a minute if I die does that mean you get the throne I have died before Airbud rules <laughs> <laughs> I'm not technically alive you can do it again do it again oh where's that top knot guy um, he died remember he died okay that's right he's dead well, the Red Witch is out there somewhere. Yeah. Do we think that... Uh, she she took over Gendry's boat. That's true. That's true. Do we think that uh, that uh, John's going to like figure out uh, his true lineage in like the first season of the next episode? Like, <laughs> It seems like Bran and uh, Sam are like, set on, on telling him. Uh, I guess it'll take a while yeah. before they get all the way back up to the north because they have to like stop in White Harbor and whatnot. No, it won't. <laughs> yeah, not anymore. Are you kidding? I yeah, it. well, I guess there's only six episodes, so they've got to move it along. <laughs> people have teleportation, and there's ravens with like fucking jetpacks that can like get to like the wall to Winterfell. I love or... that picture that somebody sent in our oh, group yeah. message. <laughs> that is literally, you know, a raven with like turbo jet engines <laughs> on its wings. It's like this is how Gendry let Daenerys know that she's needed up north. <laughs> oh, one of my favorite wow, memes. Um, well, since we're since we're talking about uh, the North, should we should we get to this last? Uh... Well, one one quick one more final comment that's you know not really a valid comment, but just something I noticed in the flashback part of that lovely sequence. Um, did anybody else think that um, Rhaegar's hairpiece looked exactly like Viserys's hairpiece? Yeah. Yes. I wonder if they did just recycle it. Yes, confirmed. <laughs> Yes. Like I could tell it was a different actor, but I had to look at him really hard because his hair was identical. Uh, I thought, I thought, I don't know, Jenna, maybe you disagree, but I thought that moment was a little underwhelming considering how long they've been setting up and what just like a beautiful, gorgeous man Rhaegar is supposed to be. I was like, oh, look, looks like right. a hairpiece. I didn't, I didn't quite buy it. I, I think they're, I think they're trying to keep him generic and like because they may one day do a Robert's Rebellion era, yeah. Game which of would be story, so good. Know, so. So they need to wait to cast the super hunky, very attractive blonde man. Like, <laughs> they got to keep him waiting. Yeah, and I definitely agreed with you. Well, I I disagree. I agree and I disagree. On behalf of Rhaegar, I was like, oh, that's him. And then on the <laughs> other half, <laughs> I was also kind of like, okay, well, I liked that it was understated. This like romantic moment with two people who love each other who have done like really dumb things politically just to be together, and I kind of liked that it was like it was very beautiful. With and everything so it was okay. Okay. yeah and the the celtic tying and all yeah. that yeah. style tying 
like so, uh, just a weird little question. Uh, what was the deal with like Tyrion like standing outside the cabin? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> why? It was creepy. Why was that a thing? <laughs> he has to know. I mean, clearly it's him realizing what's going on. Be like, shit, shit, shit. This is gonna be a real problem politically later. He must know, but yeah, you're right because like he wants a successor, so it can't be that. Like you think he'd be happy to be like, all right. Well, you, but they're you not did you guys see the theory? There's a theory right now that, and I I really hope it just stays a theory. There's a theory that Tyrion in Game of Thrones universe is going to fall is in love with Annie, and so it's oh, jealousy. No. Oh boy, we already got Jorah. We don't need more <laughs> exactly. people. Exactly. Well, that's what I mean. Like you just said, that is exactly my thoughts. Like, we don't need another one who just follows her because they're definitely in love with her. Right. Yeah, and they've set him up to be like, I follow her because she she's like the better leader, um, which I, I really like a lot better than <laughs> than the idea that she that he's just following her because he, he likes her. Um, I don't know. It just, it would yeah. be. Yeah. <laughs> that would definitely cheapen Tyrion's character if he just wanted to get laid. Yeah. The man just... That man seems totally fine with brothels. I think he's fine. <laughs> Plus, I, I don't want him Not to move anymore. on. Remember. That's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, yeah. And he's still hurt. I, I want him to still be hurt by uh, by what happened to uh, Shay. I did still enjoy the, uh, the the scene with Jorah where he's like, no, Khaleesi, you should, you should fly to... <laughs> You should fly to White Harbor. You should not go with John on the boat together. Oh, hey, I, anybody else thinks like, okay, they, they both want to go on the boat so they can have sex. Seriously, I mean, come on. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, 100%. Uh, that, that is the equivalent of like, uh, let's watch Netflix yeah. in your apartment, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Westeros and chill. Yes, yeah, was too much stress and chill. 100%. Oh, man. Fucking Netflix, what a great invention. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. All right. Remember, should we get to uh, this last a named uh... friend who may listen to this and he had a, a girlfriend over and, and he was like, Oh, she was like leaning on me and all this stuff. I'm like, dude, come on. Like, how obvious can it be? And he's like, What? That's a thing? I'm like, Yes. Welcome to our generation. Learn the secret. <laughs> like it's if new, you do you say, want some coffee? If you say Netflix and chill. You are you are more than implying that you do not want to watch Netflix at all, <laughs> and really chill. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, quite the opposite. Like if you're going to sit there and Netflix and chill with me and watch, or and watch Netflix, that's when there's problems. Okay. Okay. okay, okay. <laughs> all right. All right. What kind of a maniac though is like? Let's watch the next episode. And you're like, no, this is a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get to the all end. right so this was uh this was a fun scene um basically we're back at the wall and uh Beric and Tormund are just kind of hanging out in their little perch um looking over that was one thing which is you know it has to do with Tormund but also kind of going back to the first scene I was so sad that like the only person who was not there was Tormund and all he wanted to do was see Brienne Hello. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sean. I interrupted you. Please continue. No, so um so they're kind of patrolling the wall and then we start to see like the white walkers emerge finally after after I guess seven seasons of them just like zigzagging around up north, <laughs> not really knowing like where they're going. Yeah. They finally reach the wall. I, I wonder where they're walking to. Yeah. <laughs> and um everyone's like, Oh shit, there's, there's a lot of these fuckers. Um and then out of nowhere we hear the dragon uh, kind of creepily 
<laughs> yelling, uh, <laughs> crying almost. It's just a very different noise that the dragon makes when he's the zombie Don't dragon. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he's, he emerges and he's got the Night King on top and uh, you know, very clearly a zombie dragon. Like, <laughs> I think his wings are like battered and shit. Anyway, like he like pulls in and which which makes no sense how he flies, but it's cool. Oh yeah. The same for like Come the skeleton on. horses, like. Wouldn't a, a horse with no muscles not be able to support like a full-grown human? But it's cool to have a zombie horse. You know? Like it's okay. So he, I, I, I don't know if it's like if he breathes ice or if it's like blue flame. I assume it's blue flame because there's no other way that the that the scene would make sense. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it's like some sort of a Godzilla-ish atomic breath beam. You know, like it's it's. it's Sort of nuclear energy fusion <laughs> bad. You know, it's all it's kinds a nuclear, of nuclear man. Come on. <laughs> oh, did I say yeah. nuclear? Um, uh, it's a George Bush era. It's, it's okay. It's, it's not your fault. Um, yeah, I love that because it's like, is it hotter than regular dragon fire? That's intense. That's probably crap, blue man. flame yeah. is a thing. Yeah, it's like, it's like, like third it's season of Avatar Last Airbender when Azula comes out, she's spouting like blue flame everywhere. Like, oh, yeah, it's on the next level. Fuck. Or, or, um, uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, the blue flame is like the magic flame you need for like the magic uh, ice, yeah, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah blue flame's no joke. Anyway, so uh, the whole, the moral <laughs> of the story is that the wall fucking comes down like we were called. Fucking called it. Yeah. Um, it doesn't all come down. I, I, I thought that whole thing is going to come down, but it made more sense that there's just a little, it's little a little hole in it. Walk it's through. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so yeah. uh, presumably now it's, that it's, uh, that they've they've crossed over into Westeros, they can make they can make use of the little finger tunnels and start moving really fucking fast. Right, <laughs> they'll be in King's Landing by episode two. <laughs> so hopefully, uh, hopefully, uh, Danny and or not Danny, but uh, Sansa and, and Arya like go fucking evacuate uh, um, Winterfell. Otherwise, it's gonna be kind of ugly. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. But this is kind of a good note where I just want to like kind of turn to predictions because uh, I think we called a lot of the stuff uh, in terms of what we thought was going to happen this season. You know, we both we predicted the wall is going to come down the last episode. We called uh, Rhaegar Lyanna, um, you know, John and Danny kind of getting together, and you know, I want to I want to keep uh, I want to keep the the good predictions going. So where do we uh, what do we think is going to happen uh, next season? My bold prediction is that the Night King is going to die before the end of the series. Not like the last episode, but like three or four, if there's like eight, you know what I mean? Because I think most people, well, he's an interesting and enjoyable villain. He's not the, he's, he doesn't talk, you know, he's not like a super fun villain. And there is a, a good thematic point of him. So either he has to take over everything or like he has to be defeated and we do a different story. And also just mention that George R. R. Martin has talked about and this is where the show might completely differ from the books, obviously, um, and I'm sure it has a lot already. Um, he has mentioned before that he really dislikes Lord of the Rings because it ends after they retake the Shire and have defeated uh, Sauron. And he's like, that's when the part gets really good. <laughs> like, that's when, like, fuck, a fucking dictator fell. What the hell happens now? You know, like, uh, and so for him, like, uh, I think his book you know, if it ever fucking happens, um, it's going to be a lot about either the Night King winning or the, the, the process after the Night King is defeated for a long time. And so I think the show might honor that a little bit, maybe not as much, but I still think there's going to be like a half season where the Night King's over, but there's still problems. So that's, that's my bold prediction. 
I like that a and lot. And that often um, happens. Like the the biggest battle of a season usually is in the penultimate episode, and then the 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 last episode of the season is like, but oh wait, there's more. It's called it's falling right. out. Right, right. It's called falling yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, I I like that um, because you know there's been so much chaos going on in the world of Game of Thrones for such a long time that it would seem like it would be really difficult for it to go back into being like a peaceful, <laughs> peaceful era of uh, normalcy of any sense, especially after like, right. we all find out that like fucking zombies are a thing. Like society doesn't just like, <laughs> he just don't come back from that in like a day or two. Um, I, I do like the idea, right. the idea though, that like, um, that, that Cersei is really like the key villain here and they're kind of, you know, they're going to weaken themselves fighting the night King and then, they set up a real kind of a confrontation against Cersei at the end. I do think that's more of a plausible way they could take the story. Um, so my bold prediction, and this, of course, that's my favorite couple. Um, my bold prediction is that, you know, Danny's pregnant. Danny has said baby. And then John has to kill Danny. Because I, I really do think that the show thrives on the parallelism that I think that's going to be like a Zoraki having to kill his beloved wife, yeah. that they really set up like this romantic relationship. You know, it's not just political, it's not just sexual. And so I think that if that's what they're saying, it's the poor that, you know, she has a baby because time means nothing anymore, clearly. Right. <laughs> I think she's going to have a baby and then he's going to kill her. And why I think she will have a baby is because the whole, you know, with the prediction is that, um, she'll love again when she has a baby. And I think that's going to be this like solidifying moment is that, um, and the mountains crumble. I think we kind of saw it at the end of this episode. So I think that she's going to have the baby and that's going to be like her true, or her second true love after Paul Pogo. And that's when, you know, of course, probably Sam's going to take the credit for someone else again. It's and it's going to be this like super tragic, horrible moment for me. I'm probably just going to cry on that podcast. Oh. <laughs> oh, dude, Jenna, you bring up something I want to touch on real quick. That uh, uh, I don't know, because I, I want to give you back feminism points from from earlier, partly. Um, since this is you brought it up, like uh, turns out Sam was listening when Gilly was talking about the the marriage annulment and such. Like it kind of mm-hmm. sucks that yeah. Gilly wasn't the one who fucking delivered that news to Bran and it was Sam. <laughs> fucking right. Sam. Well, it does, doesn't All it? Right. Yeah, no, I, I I did feel that. Like, I was like, well, fuck, you weren't listening to her. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, for my, I, I don't have a bold prediction per se. I have a bold hope that uh, we're going <laughs> to figure out, we're going to hear something more about the White Walkers in terms of their motivation. Yeah. Um, like, Ben was saying the Night King is a kind of great and not great villain because he never speaks i really hope that he opens his mouth i feel like after i completely agree trevor seven seasons yeah. of build up like i i just i i start giggling to myself trying to picture what they're gonna have him sound like and it's not gonna right? sound dumb that's and tough so we shall go to war but, uh, he shows up at Danny and John's wedding. Mallet! Just so pointless yeah. us to get up. That and the other thing is that it kind of bothers me that we haven't seen any female whites at this point, like at all. Like, do they have a society at all? Because it, it, 
The knights. They never explained it, but if if you remember, Craster's kids were the ones who were. Um, and he only brought boys, right? right. Because he wanted yeah. them to then, like, men, but like there was the knights right. king some odd hundred years ago that fell in love with a female white, right? So like they. Have well, there was a. There's a woman, that pretty woman. She was like a wildling uh, commander. Yeah. Oh, she who, was. Who got she turned? No, no, no. She was a white. I thought. Oh, you're talking about like a. I'm not gonna argue with, it, with you on this. You, you've read the books. Fuck me. <laughs> All I remember. I don't remember that part. I just remember the part where, like, the which is in the books, where the 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 children of the forest stab the guy with dragon glass, and that's how he becomes yeah. the night king. You're talking about a no, there's no female white walkers, not whites. White walkers, yeah. right? Oh wait, what am I? Am I confusing the two? Whites are the zombies. White walkers are oh, the shit. I did the, say the, that. The blue guys. Powerful things. No, I don't mean the whites. I mean the white walkers. I'm sorry. I, I spelling. Fuck. Shit. Never mind. <laughs> I, I bet the night king is going to speak. That's my. That's my prediction. I can see. That. That's a tough job to pick who the night king sounds like. That's tough. Do you guys think that the night king is brand? He could be. I hope Bran does something, man, besides just give us more exposition next. I don't know. He's just a device at this point, and I don't think the showrunners know what to do with him. But Yeah, I mean, it was funny when we got, like, the... Uh... I feel like they're leading to... Some... I feel like that's another, like, George R. R. Martin note. Like, he gave them... And Bran becomes this, and he does this. You know what I mean? And they have not gotten to that, and that's, like, a very last episode kind of moment, or episode before or something. Yeah. And... I, I could see that there being a George R. R. Martin note that they are leading to, and that's why they have no fucking clue to do them. Or they have no clue. To do <laughs> I oh, um, so really, I have like two sentences. One other thing I hope to see as a parallel in the next season is um, that we learn that Lyanna was the Knight of the Lapis Tree, and we see this like fight scene with Arya fighting someone and her eyes. I think that would be really powerful. That would be kind of cool. That's cool. Yeah, I just, I, oh, fuck, man. Like, I hope Sam and, and, and Bran do, like, some, some, some things other than be devices. Like, I, the last scene, like, kind of was, was tough for me because it's like, we have the two devices who have been devices all season in the same room, and that's how we get this revelation. Um, you know, I don't know. I do thought I do think it's interesting that, like, we didn't really lose many characters this season. Like, there were, now that I think about it, like, what, two or three really maybe key characters who died like we lost the queen of thorns little finger and uh thoros of myrrh who's kind of like a side character and maybe somebody else um you know some some sand snakes, sand snakes. <laughs> and that was it like it was <laughs> just a really snakes. low body count this season so i don't know if yeah. i don't know how i f- they're saving it all for this <laughs> next season because they want all their good they want their big cast of their final season i i I think it's that's a problem with just television production catching up to them, which is like they want you know Tormund's death to be good, but they want him to you know have him show up in a you know a key scene in season eight and be in the trailer. You know what I mean? Like it's it's one of those things where like now that they have season eight, I assume like it's going to be Murder City because like, <laughs> what are you saving it for at that point? Like come Did on, guys. yeah. Laugh um, when he just said run when the dragon showed, up. it's just like yeah, they're getting out of there. <laughs> Fuck it. 
Yeah. That's going to be the biggest plot armor yet. I'm like, those two aren't dead, I'm just, I swear. I'm just Maybe waiting not. for the gif because I love the dragon's introduction so much to where, like, he just swipes by and you barely see him on the first pass. And then, you know, you get the hero shot of the zombie dragon. I just, I'm waiting for the gif where someone's like, Night Fury! And it's like... <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was thinking Night Fury as well, yeah. Another blue yeah. fire dragon. How interesting. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I hope they do the, the six, because it's only six episodes, and I know they're all really long. I like that this one was a long episode, and I thought it worked. Um, so I hope I hope that works as well for, for the next season, because I, I do really like the dialogue and kind of getting to know these characters more, and I hope it's not just like... I mean, as much as I love like the cool fight scenes, so like I hope it's more than <laughs> more than just that, right? Um, but right. Anyway, well, should Wait, we? Sarah, did you give your prediction? Mm-mm. I uh, well, Trevor kind of took mine, ah. uh, which is <laughs> just fine. Um, I mean, I would say Jamie's gonna kill Cersei, but I've been predicting that forever now, and there's <laughs> only one more season in which that can happen, so that's nothing. You know, new and exciting. Littlefinger's already dead, um, and I—I I, I don't know. I—I I feel like I've said all my predictions already. Like Theon's gonna go rescue Yara, and she's probably gonna die anyway. Um, other than that, or maybe Theon will also, at the same time, rescue um, the, the the Sand Ladies, and um, <laughs> Yara Sorry. and Ilaria can live happily ever after. <laughs> Oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> I do like that. That's a... There's my weird prediction that isn't going to happen. <laughs> well, I mean, we we certainly have to lose another Stark. Um, Benjen doesn't count. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right? Fucking Benjen. Um, I don't know who it's going to be. Like, I think Bran is probably the most likely candidate. Um, or maybe Sansa. I don't know. It's just I feel like there's just too many characters. Like they've got to they've got to like cull it down somehow. Um, but I I don't know which one would make the most sense to to lose. I don't know. Maybe Sansa's had too much of an arc mm. to 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 die off. I don't I, I don't know. This is. I still feel like Bran's gonna explode into a bunch of ravens or, <laughs> or something weird like that. Oh well, I think we we've gotten to the point where it's just. It's time to, as much as it hurts me, <laughs> to bring this to an know, end because uh, it's been so much fun. Especially because it might be like more than a year, like last time. So yeah, I think stupid. It will be. Yeah. Doesn't oh, mean well. we can't hang out, you know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll do some fun episodes, of predicting shit and whatnot, and we'll, we'll we'll do some more stuff. I think, um, but <laughs> it's it's been a lot of fun. Um, this was an interesting season overall. Like I think. Uh, I had a lot of problems with it, but at the same time, I really enjoyed it, and it's always fun to get to see these characters again. And the production quality of this freaking thing is insane. <laughs> like, it's just it's just so much fun to watch. And I think I was saying this earlier that it's one of the few shows where you know you can people are so into it and it's such like a cultural phenomenon that uh, you know you literally have discussions at work with folks about this thing like every week, and you know you can get people together and talk about it and. There really hasn't been anything like that since maybe like not maybe Breaking Bad, but I feel like it wasn't on the on the same level. Um, so this is just it's just so much fun to to talk about and to get everyone together for. So thank you guys for listening, and thank you to the rest of the the cast for for coming on and putting up with me uh, theorizing about <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, 
But uh, in the interim, uh, listeners, please rank who puts up most with who and who puts up least <laughs> with the other. And get a definitive ranking. So from from all of us here, this has been me. I already had my bit, but uh, I'll let everyone kind of give their two cents before we close this thing out. Uh, ben? Uh, yeah, thanks, guys, for listening. Like, uh, like Sean said, it's almost like... Uh, this is like the closest thing I have to sports. <laughs> you know, sports guy. So it's like my, you know, do you see that move? You know, like oh it, it's, it's been fun and I enjoy uh, doing this with you guys and we should do other podcasts together because this is just a lot of fun. So look forward to probably 2019, unfortunately, Woo. but uh, it'll be fun. Thanks. Uh, Trevor. Oh my God, Ben, I can't believe you just said this is the closest thing you have to sports. I'm just realizing that's how I feel too. That is the fucking fucking nerdiest statement, man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what I'm going to go do now. I, I, <laughs> I crushed Trevor's Watch spirit. more so anime. <laughs> Rewatch Game of Thrones. It's possibly weather in the crackers. I really don't know. Right. Bye. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jenna. Okay, well, I'm of course very really experimental. So I've to see my favorite people ever hook up. So, yay. Um, no. <laughs> and no, really, thank you all for like allowing us to be extremely self indulgent and talk about Game of Thrones for an hour every week. And thank you to my bros because I love this podcast and I look forward to it and just like. Talking to you guys is awesome. So, hooray. Thank you to you all. I love you guys. Aww. No. Appreciate that. Uh, I, I, I don't know what to say. Um, Sarah, <laughs> talk, so I, I don't have to get emotional. Okay. Um, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. It's been a great season. Um, I'm hoping that in the coming months, I can get my girlfriend to watch Game of Thrones, who actually has not seen the show somehow i still don't quite understand how it's passed her by but uh i don't know if we're still together for next season maybe we will have another member in our crew of bros Woo! the more the merrier sweet <laughs> all right guys thanks for listening and we'll hopefully talk to you soon Crowbro forever cool. you have anything to say jack Oh no, he's no, just that, like, that was that right. was me doing my <laughs> <laughs> No, he's snoring. <laughs>Oh, he's just going to hate himself, really. Like He's not going to be mad at us. He's going to hate himself for falling asleep. That's what's going to happen. What? <laughs>